0: Hello I'm Derek Walker, I'm the pastor of the Oxford Bible Church and we're talking about the life of faith and particularly we're going to look at the faith of Enoch today. Uh, In Hebrews 11 it gives us a gallery, a portrait gallery of all the heroes of faith and from each of them we, we, we learn a principle of the life of faith. And living by faith is the next step after receiving something from God by faith. Having received a promise, from God by faith which is what we've covered earlier in this series now what do we do now we must live by faith even before we see the promise fulfilled completely we need to live by faith trusting God to fulfill his promise acting as if his word were true and we're talking now about living by faith the just shall live by faith the classic example of faith of receiving something from God by faith, of course, is receiving salvation, forgiveness, eternal life. When you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, you prayed that prayer of faith. And that comes by believing the Gospel and then trusting in Jesus Christ alone for your salvation. And at that point, you're not just forgiven, you're not just declared not guilty, but you are also justified, that is you are declared righteous before God, you're given the righteousness of Christ. Basically our sins were put on Jesus but also his righteousness was imputed to us and we can stand before God in the righteousness of Christ, by the blood of Christ. Now we've been made righteous with God, we are now qualified to receive every blessing of grace to be imparted to us through the Holy Spirit. Romans 1 is, Romans 5 is wonderful on this. Having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. You see, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. There's no barrier anymore. We have access to all the blessings of God. We can now receive all the promises of God by that faith. And now we move now onto the issue. So so it's not just receiving salvation by faith, we can receive every promise now, by faith we have access. But having received that promise, the issue is now is how do we live by faith in the reality of those promises? Um, Having received the promise of God by faith, how are we to live? Having received salvation by faith, how do we live by faith? What does the life of faith look like? And this is revealed in Hebrews 11 in this hall of fame. Uh, We're gonna back up again to the end of Hebrews 10 just to see the context for this. It says, Hebrews 10.35, therefore do not cast away your confidence. You see, having believed God, having received his promise, we have confidence now that this promise is ours. He says, now don't cast it away. Just because it hasn't come to pass yet, don't cast away your confidence, which has great reward. The reward is the manifestation. For you have need of endurance, so that after you've done the will of God in receiving the promise, you may receive the promise, you may receive it manifested, you see. But you have to have endurance, you've got to continue to believe and walk by faith. And then it says, the just, the righteous, shall live by faith. You see you've got to live by that faith. For yet a little while, now he quotes from Habakkuk, for yet a little while and he or it who is coming will come and it will not tarry. He says the manifestation will come. Now the just shall live by his faith, but if anyone draws back my soul will not have pleasure in him. But we are not of those who draw back to destruction, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. what he's saying is that God has no pleasure in us if we stop believing, if we pull back. But he does have pleasure if we continue to live by faith. Not only do we receive the answer, but we receive the saving of our soul. We receive, we grow spiritually, in other words. So what gives God pleasure isn't just someone who believes he receives the promise, but continues to live by faith as if a word is coming to pass. This requires patience. Faith that believes the promise and then patience to, that continues to believe even under contradictory circumstances. Now, we need inspiration to live by faith in every area of our life, depending on God, not depending on ourselves. And Paul, in Hebrews 11, gives us many illustrations from these Old Testament heroes of faith and they revealed their faith through their actions and they teach us the basic principles of a life of faith that gives God pleasure you know it's like a it's it's God's Hall of Fame it's his portrait gallery and every person in this gallery is chosen to reveal a particular aspect a particular revelation of the life of faith that we need to bring into our lives And there's actually a significance in the order in which God gives these portraits. Last time we saw the faith of Abel. He was the first one. And this is the faith that makes us right with God. To enter his presence, to fellowship with him, to worship him, to receive his blessings. We saw that in verse 4 by faith Abel. Offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous God testifying of his gifts, his sacrifice by, by fire that fell upon it, God testifying of his gifts that through it he being dead still speaks. He still testifies to us, Abel tells us. And what does Abel testify to us? That it's only by faith in the blood sacrifice of Christ that we can be forgiven, that we can be made righteous with God, that we can enter into God's presence and worship him. That's Abel's testimony to us. And that's the first lesson we have to learn in the life of faith. Abel showed us that man is only made right with God and can only approach God through the blood of the substitutionary sacrifice, the blood of Christ. And so the first step in the life of faith is is that we have an absolute faith in in God's ordained sacrifice the blood of Christ and this then brings us into a state of peace with God through reconciliation reconciliation and accountancy means to remove the differences you see we we were in sin God is righteous we were different but God made a reconciliation and he did that by putting all our sin on Jesus and gave it up us his righteousness so now we we are now reconciled with God through the great exchange, through Christ. And once we've accepted that reconciliation, we are at peace with God. And now we can have full access into God's presence through the blood of Christ. We can worship him. We can receive from him without fear of judgment because we trust in the blood. Now, we go on to our next step of faith. That f- it flows out of the first step and that is walking with God talking with God by faith coming to him daily entering his presence worshiping him fellowshipping with him every day and that's what the next hero of faith Enoch shows us you see Enoch took the truth that he learnt from his forefather Abel the truth of the blood sacrifice and he took that tr- truth one step further he showed us But by faith in the blood, we can walk with God in daily fellowship rather than just paying him an occasional visit maybe once a year or even once a week. We can can have the faith like Enoch to come close to God in prayer and walk with him, spend time with him every day. Do you spend time with God every day just walking and talking with him? Or is it just when you go to church? Because Enoch's faith tells you you can walk with God every day. Because in the moment you can be in the presence of God, just worshiping him in spirit and in the truth that the blood makes the presence of God constantly available to you. Let's look at Enoch in Hebrews 11, verse 5. By faith Enoch was taken away, translated, so that he did not see death. And he was not found. They sent out search parties for him because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony from God that he pleased God. You see, the faith that causes us to constantly walk with God, consistently draw close to God and pleases him, you see, because God actually rewards He responds to those who diligently seek him. That's the next verse. It's a very famous one. But it's given in relation to Enoch. It describes Enoch's lifestyle. It says, without faith, you see. This is the faith of Enoch. Without faith it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And Enoch, you see, every day he came to God. And he expected God to come to him and reward him and respond to his prayers. And he walked and talked with God every day. And his constant coming to God is pleased God. So much so that God rewarded him and he raptured him and he didn't even see death. Jesus said the same. It's the the faith that keeps coming to God in prayer and fellowship with God and enjoy God's company Jesus said in Matthew 6 6 but you when you pray go into your room and when you shut your door pray to your father in the secret place and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly yes come to God and give him your full attention because his full attention is on you and those who seek him he will reward you openly as well but most of all you want to spend time with him you wanna draw close to him and you are believing as well that he will reward you. He'll meet with you. It'll make a difference in your life. So Enoch gives us our second key ingredient to the life of faith. It's that we must walk by faith. We, we, it's a walk with God, you see, a fellowship with God, uh, walking hand in hand, walking next to with God. Enoch's faith, please God, you see. And the main way Enoch showed his faith was very simple. He just came to God continually, trusting that God was good, God would meet with him, that as he drew close to God, God would draw close to him and reward him. And he believed that, and he practiced that in his life, drawing close to God, having that quiet time, or it may not be such a quiet time, but that's the next way in which you show your faith in God, is that you take time every day And you walk with God. Faith for fellowship this is. Faith to come close to God. This was the kind of faith Enoch demonstrated for 300 years. Enoch teaches us that the main purpose of faith is not for healing, is not for miracles, but simply to have intimate fellowship with God. For that's what we're created for. Not to help us in this situation and that situation, but just to be with God. That's what Enoch teaches us. That's the next ingredient to the life of faith. And if you haven't learned to be with God, how can you expect to work for God? You have to be with him to hear him. Only then can you witness for him and work for him. And so this is confirmed. Let's see the story. If we go back to Genesis 5, verse 21, it says Enoch lived 65 years and he begot Methuselah. Methuselah actually means when, it die, when he dies, it shall fall. And it's re- relating to the flood. God, you see, had revealed to Enoch about the coming judgment that was coming on the earth. And he predicted in Methuselah's name, when he dies, it shall fall. And you can do a calculation. And the very year that Methuselah died was when the flood, Noah's flood, took place. So he was already moving in the spirit at that point. And then it says after he begot Methuselah Enoch walked faithfully with God 300 years. So all the days of Enoch were 365 years. Enoch walked with God for 300 years. Don't tell me you can't do that. He walked consistently for 300 years. It seems that maybe in this year he had a life-changing encounter where God gave him this revelation of the coming judgments. Well But certainly from this time on he walked with God consistently every day and that was in an evil world that was coming under judgment. And then verse 24, and Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took him. You see he walked with God, pleasing God, spending time with God every day. And Smith Wigglesworth says this about Enoch that Enoch walked with God every day and one day. He just got so far out in the spirit that God said to him, well, we're closer to my place than yours. Why don't you just come over, come home with me? And Enoch disappeared. And Enoch said, okay. And he was the first man that was raptured in the Bible. And he just disappeared from their eyes. And they sent out search parties. They couldn't find him. But that's how Enoch pleased God. Not through any great miracles that he did, Not through as far as we know any great teachings he did simply he came to God every day he spent time with God he believed in God's goodness that he was a rewarder do you have that time with God yes you go to church every week I hope you do do you have that daily time with God Are you constantly looking up to God and 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 staying in his presence he shows faithful fellowship to come close to God that's the purpose of our faith. We're created for that, and it pleases God. And you know, it says that not only did he have faith to fellowship with God every day, but also he was translated by faith. He was raptured by faith. God, you see, in Jude. if you check out Jude 14 and 15, it's clear that Enoch was a prophet. He prophesied coming judgments, including the flood, and the return of Christ. And um, God obviously had revealed to him that there were worldwide judgments coming down on that evil world. But God also revealed to him that he would be raptured before those judgments would come. Because it says he had faith for the rapture. Let's read that again in Hebrews 11:5. It says, by faith Enoch was taken away. By faith he was translated he had faith for his rapture. So notice Enoch didn't just have faith to walk with God, he had faith for his translation before the judgment came. You see, why? Because Romans ten seventeen says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You can only have faith if God has actually told you something, then you can believe it. And God would have had to tell him that he was gonna translate Enoch. And Enoch believed God by faith, Enoch was taken away he was translated so that he didn't see death and he was not found because God had taken him for before he was taken he had this testimony that he pleased God so he pleased God with his life of faith but also he had faith for his translation and Enoch's translation is a type a picture of the pre-tribulation rapture of the church hallelujah you see there is a terrifying Worldwide judgment called the tribulation coming soon on the earth. I believe it's within a, f- within a few years, 20 years maybe. Not, mo- not much more than that. And God's revealed it clearly in his word. This is happening. And we're surely in the final generation. The signs of the times in the world tell us that. Bible chronology tells us that. But just like God promised Enoch that he would take Enoch, Before the judgment fell, so he has promised us the same thing. He will come to translate us. We will not see death. And that he will do it before the judgment falls. He's an example for us, particularly those of us in this final generation before the rapture. We are to walk in the faith of Enoch. He's our inspiration. He's our example. How? By faith we're continually to come to God, walk in fellowship with God. And so that when Jesus comes for us to take him to be with us, him forever, we'll be ready. Hallelujah. And then by faith also, like Enoch, we're to believe in God's promise that he's coming to translate us before the worldwide judgment falls. Praise God. Those of us and those of you who are walking with the Lord, for those people he is going to come and take, like Enoch, he will take you to be with him forever. And the fellowship you're enjoying now will be consummated and fulfilled in eternity. So the rapture will be a moment of great joy. We'll have then, hopefully, the same testimony as Enoch, that we pleased God, we walked with God, and we were translated by God. By faith Enoch was taken away, that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. But before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. What an inspiration for us. Jesus says to us, his bride, let not your heart be troubled. Don't be troubled that you're going to go through the tribulation. You believe in God. Believe also in me, in my Father's house in heaven. There are many mansions. I go and prepare a place for you. And I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am, you may be with me also. And that's what's, the heart of Jesus, that we would be with him forever. Eternal fellowship. And our fellowship with God right now is just a preparation for that future face-to-face fellowship with the Lord. We see that emphasized in 1 Thessalonians 4 again. The Lord himself, this is the rapture, will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, with a trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Thus we shall always be with the Lord. Why does, what is the rapture about? It's that we might have that eternal fellowship what Enoch entered into by faith many thousands of years ago, the church of Jesus Christ will enter into. We will be raptured before the final judgments come down upon the earth. Corinthians 15, behold, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised, incorruptible, and we, We who are still alive, we will be changed. We won't see death. We will be changed, our bodies into a resurrection body. For this corruptible body must put on incorruption. And this mortal body must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O grave, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin. And the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory over death through our Lord Jesus Christ. If we die, we will be resurrected. But some of us will not see death because we'll be changed in the twinkling of an eye like Enoch. And they could not find him. And likewise, they will look for us, but they will not find us because we will have been gone to be with the Lord. As Enoch was raptured before the judgment fell, so the true church will be raptured before judgment falls on an unbelieving world. Because believers are not appointed, the Bible says to him, to endure God's wrath, which will be upon the whole world. But to be with him in sweet fellowship forever, praise God, for those walking with the Lord like Enoch, he will return and take us to be with him forever, so that our fellowship, that we've been enjoying now in part, will be brought to fullness in eternity. The rapture will be a great joy. Praise God. And as Enoch, our example, our inspiration, who embodied this truth of the necessity of walking with God by faith, Enoch warned his generation, as a prophet that the judgment of God was coming on this earth. So we are to warn our generation likewise that the time of judgment, the tribulation is coming soon on the earth. But there is a way to escape that judgment of God and that is to trust in Jesus Christ. I want you to be inspired by the faith of Abel and the faith of Enoch. Abel showed us that it is by the blood of the Messiah's sacrifice, that we enter into God's presence. And Enoch tells us we are not to waste that wonderful grace, but we are to take the blood of Jesus and every day, constantly enter into the presence of God in prayer, drawing close to God, drawing upon his life, just walking with him, enjoying his company, expecting him to reward us for drawing close to him and in that way we will please him just by being with him. Not doing great works for him, but just fellowshipping with him. God will see that, God will will reward that. Praise God and perhaps the reward that you will have is that you will not see death. You will be raptured, you'll be changed in the twinkling of an eye and you will meet your Lord in the air and he'll be pleased with you because you have laid aside earthly things. You've laid aside some of your TV and you have come into his presence. You've spent time with him. How do you do that? You just focus on Jesus and his blood and you say, Jesus, I thank you that by the blood of Jesus, I come into God's presence now. I am made righteous. Lord, let's spend some time together. Your attention is always on me. Now I give you all of my attention. I receive your presence. I want to tell you that I love you. I give my life to you and just to walk with God and start, you'll start hearing him and he'll start leading you in your life and there will be much reward that will come out of the fact that you made it your priority, like Enoch, to spend time with God, to walk with him, to talk with him. If you do that, though men may not realise you're doing that, it will become evident in your life because God's reward will start showing up in your life. Jesus said, if you spend time with your father in your prayer closet, he will reward you openly where everyone will see that. Follow the faith of Enoch. Walk with God. If he could do it for 300 years, you can do it in the remaining time of your life. Amen.